I remember like I went on a date with this guy who was like cool and it was at Birdie's and I had drank like a bottle of wine before showing up uh-huh. and I like got a drink or whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I said something like, what are you drinking or something? Mm-hmm. And he was like, seltzer water or like something like that. Yeah. And this was like within the first like minutes of the date. And I was just like, yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this isn't gonna work. Oh my god. And I was like already so drunk, like how the fuck am I gonna yeah. get through this? Welcome to episode 50 of Al Anonymous. I am sorry I haven't been posting episodes as frequently as I'd like, but hopefully I'll get back into that soon. Thank you for sticking with me. I love you all so much. Anyway, this is episode 50, and I wanted it to be very special. So it is with my best friend, Emily Hansen. Am I allowed to say Hanson? Yes. Okay. Wonderful to be here. So, thank you for being here. Of course. Um, My pleasure. <clears throat> so, I am so happy to be seeing you here on my floor right now, because the first time that we ever hung out, you were also on my floor. It's true. And you came over with... Spiked seltzers. Spiked seltzers. And it was the middle of the day. And I, I started like, crying within like 30 seconds. Within 30 seconds. <laughs> and that was the first time we ever hung out. And then yeah. we got super wasted. And I don't remember. I don't know. Much else. We definitely went to the park and we're drinking there. And then. Yeah. Publicly. Bought more. Amongst children. Things to drink. Definitely bought a lot more. Yeah. I don't. I truly do not know what happened. No. From then until we decided to stop drinking me neither and i deleted like every photo that i had posted during whatever that period, more or less yeah we decided it was time it nothing was very much nothing time. nothing crazy happened we were just like we can't live like this some anymore. bad shit was happening yeah i'm sure like yeah bodily yeah oh you were getting the shakes yeah like very badly and i didn't want to lose my job no so somehow that was never an issue for me, but the shakes is the, the shakes, shakes is like yeah. No, I the still shakes get are really scary. Triggered by it or like terrified of it. That's like when you're at the point where you actually need to have more alcohol because yeah, you could you're gonna like have a seizure die. and die. Yeah, and it feels like you're gonna die. So we were basically about to die when we decided it's probably time to start or stop. Start being sober. Stop being haphazard with our lives yes haphazard i mean reckless a little worse than haphazard reckless yeah (laughs) burning the candle at both ends so we decided that that day we never again and we're like we're going to a meeting yeah i can't remember what was happening on that day or like what had happened the day before i remember i was hungover as oh yeah whatever totally hungover do you need to take that? No, sorry. Oh, okay. Hi, Glenn. Good. He's texting me. Uh-huh. Okay, anyways. Sorry if you guys can hear my nose breathing in and out. It's, yeah, it's okay to breathe. Anyways. Uh, it's important to breathe. That's all there is when mm-hmm. we're practicing mindfulness and sobriety. Totally. So the first meeting that we went to, I remember we went to the Waverly Diner, right? Afterwards or before? Um, we went to the one well, in the yeah. West Village that's like, it looks like AA on the outside. It's like classically. Oh, an yeah. AA no, we place. went to Perry Street. Perry the classic Street. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that meeting being kind of off putting. Yeah, I was like, and scary. WTF. And yeah, it, the people in it were very aggressive and there was a lot of crosstalk happening. Yeah, crosstalk. And drama yeah there was like almost a fight outside if i remember correctly yeah it was 
Very strange. And there was only like seven people in there. Yeah. But but. the person who took us there, because we needed a sober buddy, like kind of like a sponsor. He was basically our Mm -hmm. sponsor, but not officially in AA world. But he told us that not all meetings are like that. We would just have to try it again. We took his word for it. And I actually am so proud of us for believing him. Yeah. Because we went to another meeting and then another meeting and like at least one meeting every single day for like I don't even remember a few months for me at least oh my god there were days when I had to go to like two meetings like back to back yeah because just like looking at the fucking app constantly and seeing like when is one that I can go to because not drinking back then was so 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 hard. hard yeah just simply not drinking was so hard. I didn't think it was ever going to be possible for me not to. And then I remember after the first meeting or when we were in the first meeting, it was like the first time in my life that I felt like, oh my God, maybe maybe I can stop this or whatever. Really? And it was like so, I was so terrified going into it, but it was exactly as my much older sober friends had told me. Where you just feel like a huge weight lifted or whatever. Oh, totally. I had tried to get sober beforehand in 2018. Yeah. I, I moved to my mom's and tried really hard. Mm-hmm. But I think in the back of my mind, I was I knew I was taking a break. Yeah. You were kind of and doing a geographic or whatever, to oh. use another AA term. Wait, what's a geographic? I don't it's know It's like that where one. you just like get out of town. Oh, yes. Like, fucked up and you're like i need to just get the fuck out a geographic that's basically what happened yeah yeah that was after a horrible rock bottom in brooklyn ended up in the hospital it was fucked up so i moved upstate tried to get sober i think i made it 13 days which was it's a lot i was so proud of myself that i rewarded myself with a spiked (laughs) seltzer exactly and then i didn't stop so this time when we decided to stop, I I just knew it would stick. Yeah. I, I was afraid because I it felt like an end of an era mm-hmm. or something. I mean, it was yeah, an, the end of an era, but <laughs> the era was going to end because we were going to we die. We were going to die. And like, yeah, it was at the point where, I mean, I had been so like anxious all the time in my life or whatever that I didn't think that I could do anything without drinking Mm -hmm. but it had gone so far past that where I like just couldn't see people because I was so fucked up from drinking all the time yeah I yeah I couldn't be by myself without drinking yeah that's where I was at Mm -hmm. yeah me too. And I don't even, I don't think I was ever around other people sober. Yeah, no. Because I'd hang out with I people couldn't. in bars only or like yeah. at openings and parties. Yeah. Or I would literally just randomly or just, drink before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Pre game. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But over two years later. Yeah. It was November 3rd. Uh huh. November 3rd, 2019 was our first day. Of not drinking. Of not, yeah. <laughs> not picking up the bottle. Yep. And honestly... In years for me, probably. I mean, I'm sure I'd maybe taken one day off every oh, so yeah, often, no. but... there, I literally, like, taking one day off of drinking was before... Was the absolute max. I, I, yeah, I would be shocked. I was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I made it one day yeah. without drinking. It would feel like three, oh my obviously. God. Well, related, the first week of not drinking felt like a decade insanely long like so tripped out i mean our brains were like not accustomed to like experiencing time yeah the days were so long yeah and that's yeah that's why we had to go to all these meetings to like fill, fill the time the hours that you would have been fucking like blacked when, out when they say that get you get time back like you truly yeah get a more lot than of, you know a, what to do with a lot of time and that was that was so hard the first month was so fucked up yeah i mean i remember sitting in your kitchen 
with like 15 empty bottles oh, of the CBD, CBD drinks. drinks. Oh, yeah. Around us. Just, just like, like trying to take the edge off. Yeah. Oh, my God. We spent so much money on those. Yeah. And we used to steal them from Dirty Lemon. I risk. I, oh, yeah. Before I they stopped like, carrying them. Yeah. I knew that. like where, I mean, I like went straight into like addict behavior on this front, but like I knew where mm-hmm. every single different brand type of CBD drink was available, like in any neighborhood that yeah. I went to. We were going hard on the CBD drinks, yeah, which, you know, isn't completely sober. Uh, shout out to that meeting in the West Village, uh, but it's it's not completely sober, but it's not drinking alcohol. And yeah. honestly, we, I mean, we didn't need it. I have no but fucking I don't, issue I don't with think, CBD. Me neither. But yeah. I don't think we would have made it like the first month without the CBD drinks. And just, I really don't know. How. Just like a, yeah. a bunch of drinks all the time. Yeah. I would have needed to be like in a facility. <laughs> yeah. I remember I once took a CBD drink to a meeting and whoa. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know you any better. Expecting, yeah. I had no idea that uh, there were so many rules. Yeah. That's, I don't know. We, we, uh, we found meetings that we really liked. Yeah. I found like, I don't know. I think I posted on Instagram, like a picture of the what's that AA thing? It's like three words. I don't know. It's probably from the serenity prayer, but they like hang it upside down. Oh yeah. Because I think it says like think and they put it upside down because you're supposed to like think, think like do the opposite of what you would think to do or something like that. Wow. You got a lot more out of AA than I did. (sighs) No, I just remember like posting that and then you got in trouble. No, people who like were going to meetings were messaging me. And so then I would like, yeah meet up with them and go to meetings in other neighborhoods that I like hadn't or yeah no it was just cool I mean seeing like the diversity of meetings yeah also like when you become sober so many people you find out are also sober and it's such a huge deal yeah because you're like oh my god good I'm I'm not alone totally I I have like someone else to hang out with who isn't Emily (laughs) yeah (laughs) because you feel like you're the only one in the world because you've surrounded yourself by other like alcoholics alcoholics yeah yeah we are still alcoholics no doubt that never goes away yeah I mean, I'm just like an addict, period. It's fine. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be addicts forever. Yeah. But honestly, as long as we don't pick up the bottle, yeah. I, I am so, so proud of us. Thinking about how hard it was like that first month and like now. Yeah. I can't even imagine. No. Drinking, just seeing people drunk. It's shocking. I forget how people are. It's so far, it's the era that we left behind. Yeah. You know, and I'm really happy about it, honestly. No, me too. I mean, I today was walking through my old neighborhood, which is like Bushwick, Ridgewood, Ridgewood. Riddle Wyckoff. And I was so like actually triggered and horrified and like started having an anxiety attack because it was just, that was like actually triggering me of how bad my life was Mm -hmm. when I was there and I was drinking like most of the time I lived there and like how I didn't even know at the time, but like looking back, I just felt like terror, like straight up fear, like in my stomach for myself and for how bad everything was. We were living in fear. Yeah. And like lucky to be alive uh straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I I can't go to Bushwick either because I'm also I mean one it's Bushwick. Yeah. And two yeah, I'm reminded of every single bar that I crawled to. Mhm. Like I would get off the train at Myrtle Broadway and I would hit three bars before I made it to my street, which was one Iconic. street, one block away. Yeah. I'd go to Skytown, Bazaar, and then Rebecca's. Okay. Yeah. And yep. There's the night. Yeah. I didn't need to go to, it was honestly, it wasn't even, I didn't have to go. It was just that they were on my way home. Yeah. Like, and going home and then being alone is like 
whack when you're in that terrifying state. Yeah. I yeah. used to drink alone every single night and then go for walks. Like normally I would drink a bottle of wine and then go. I mean, sometimes I could make myself go to sleep then, but often I would go walk to the like latest open liquor store in Ridgewood, which is on Myrtle. It's called like, I don't know. It's like, I can't remember. But in any case, I would walk there and buy like vodka and then drink that as I'm like walking around. And it was like dangerous and I was like wasted. And sometimes people or cars would start following me. And the thing that I did was I would go into bodegas and buy hot coffee and carry that and throw it at people if I, oh my God. I <laughs> if they were that. following me. Yeah, I would throw it like against windshields and scream. Oh my God. And I had to do it at a guy on a bike once, too. Wow. Yeah. Just like throwing as a weapon. Screaming. Yeah. Because, yeah, drunk. Just Dangerous. like that was what felt logical. Yeah, no, and safe. I can't even imagine you doing that I now. Know. It is so absurd. Can you imagine? It's so absurd. Yeah, the the <sighs> amount of things that I threw and smashed, yes. and like the throwing and the smashing of things. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so it's so wild. Yeah, including like my face. Like I oh had gosh. some terrible falls. falls. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, really, really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But also, I remember getting drunk by myself and like listening to my music and feeling like I was on top of the world. Hell yeah, I I love that best. feeling. But you can totally get that feeling sober. Yeah. In fact, it's the high you get from sobriety, mm-hmm. the clarity. It is so yeah intense and special mm-hmm. and, and nice, and it feels amazing yeah it feels more like radiant or like energetic in like a clear way oh whereas when you're drunk it's like i don't know like heavier and softer but Uh yeah and like muffled muffled yeah yeah for sure the clarity is yeah it's it's brilliant and radiant yeah and light yeah totally it's it's light yeah light which is not how you feel oh god even feeling like the euphoria of drinking. Mm-hmm. But that just reminded me of how we used to say, like, time to turn off the lights or turn down the lights. Oh, yep. <laughs> Which means it's time to start drinking. It's time to start drinking and turn- inevitably blackout. blackout. Yeah. Yeah. When you're just, you've had, you've seen enough for the day. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's time to <laughs> turn up, turn Dim the up. lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's still very funny i, I forgot know. about that <laughs> anyway so yeah those were fun times mm-hmm. dark times i'm very happy we're out of them me too because Damn. well i want to talk about you mentioned earlier that you are an addict in every way mm-hmm. i don't know if you said that verbatim but yeah, i mean i feel I mean, that close way enough i'm projecting but no i it's i, w- I could have said that I hesitate to say sober because so many people have like their, I mean, everyone has their own definition of sober, but for you and I, or for me, I can't speak for you. Mm -hmm. For me, it means not drinking alcohol, Yeah, which is the major thing. And for a while when we stopped, we, it was just CBD drinks and then we were just nothing yeah we didn't need them anymore Mm -hmm. and then i think it was we got to a year or Mm -hmm. we were approaching a year we were at like 10 months and you know what i'm talking about yeah (laughs) (laughs) it was like 10 months Mm -hmm. and we found out about we learned of we discovered yeah i had actually known about it and i used to wow but anyways well how did you know i drank it like Back when I was still drinking, too. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Well, we were hip to the Kratom Kava Bar scene. Hell yeah. It's kind of exploding at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of them were opening, opening up, right, before, right. right before the pandemic, too. Yeah. That's a shame. 
but it was just the addict in me and us. It just felt so nice to be at a bar. Yeah. It was like a bar. The best feeling. Yeah. Without the alcohol. Like there are some things that aren't going to go away. Yeah. I think. The sense of like, I don't know. It feels solitude like solitude where you can just go into a place and like sit by yourself uh-huh. and like have a drink. The and, way like, a diner feels. Yeah. Like spend like part of an evening like writing or just whatever. Yeah. And people yeah. aren't yelling or no. throwing things yeah. and fighting. Being messy, escalating. It's it's super chill. Mm-hmm. We've made many friends. Yeah. There. I love a lot of the people who I met through in the community. Various, yeah. In the Kava community. We are we shout are out. Yeah, shout out our Kratom people. We are pretty we I think we made a splash in the Definitely in the Kava. Once we started community. talking to people. Mm-hmm. And like they found after out a year. Yeah, I know. We didn't talk to anyone <laughs> for didn't. so long because we were embarrassed. We were not or, trying to identify with what we were doing. Yeah. I think I think we were feeling distancing ourselves from it. Maybe we were feeling kind of guilty about it because we were like getting high as and yeah. really high as I mean I used to get more fucked up from Kratom than I do now at the beginning. Maybe because it was new or yeah. because I had been like full sober. I don't know. It might have been the full sober thing. Mm-hmm. We we drink it frequently. Uh, there, that's the that's the truth for you, listeners. Yeah, that's the we're drinking great. kratom right now. Yeah, but it, also it's super late, and we had it's a really like fucked something. up. We had a fucked up night last night. Yes. So fucked up. Effed. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, it was a lot about filling the space of a normal bar. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, for me, as I said, I'm like, so, so socially anxious. Like I always have been irrationally. And I don't think that I could have like lived a good life fully sober, like straight up Uh, Yeah, just because there's so many things or events or whatever that I would have just avoided out of anxiety um where like other people would be drinking obviously right and, and like caffeine yeah I need, I need things yeah I just I I don't think that I would be in as good of a place honestly without if kratom. I weren't drinking kratom because no, same. yeah and it keeps us away from the bottle yep it keeps us out of trouble yeah and it really is like a tight-knit community and everyone's so lovely and mm-hmm cares about each other actually yeah in the places that we frequent not all of them not all of them (laughs) (laughs) my stomach just cropped oh that's okay okay so filling the time that we had gotten back and the weird shit that we started to do to take up the time by ourselves just doing uh strange things in our bedrooms Mm -hmm. over facetime we yeah. we would clean our rooms together over FaceTime because we didn't want to we didn't want to be alone because I mean I didn't want to be alone because I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts the same yeah. the same reason I would drink when I was alone but then I learned that I could have hobbies yeah you have more hobbies than anybody I know thank anybody you. I've ever heard of <laughs> you're like a collector. I am a collector of hobbies, not of things because I do not like clutter or hoarding. Can't stand it. Interesting. I don't hoard. I have I have crystals. You are a collector of things though. Like what? Crystals, plants. Oh. Jewelry. Okay. Those are all polish. Those are all normal things. Okay. You need you need jewelry, plants, and crystals. All right. That's just a fact of life. Speaking of, well, related, I am addicted to shopping. And I think yep. I think my shopping addiction has really... Taken wing? Is that a thing that you can say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my shopping addiction has really taken wing. <laughs> because, all right, Emily, let's talk about your hobbies. Okay. What, um, what do you do now that you didn't do, that you couldn't do? Yeah. 
or didn't get around to doing while we were drinking? Um, I mean, I do a lot of just like fucking around like arts and crafts on my bedroom floor. We love arts and crafts. Yeah. I mean, like not nearly every night, but at least a few times a week I'm like doing that. And sometimes I'm like working on something in particular, like, and then sometimes I'm just like freestyle collaging, like sending pictures. Yeah. Like embarrassing myself on Instagram and Finsta. You're making art. And you were recently in two shows. Oh, my God, no. I mean, you were. (laughs) I should have said that's the one thing I won't talk about. Oh, (laughs) all right. We won't talk about that. But were you making any No, I was doing nothing. I was making, like, no. I was doing nothing before. I had tried a few times to, like, get into something. But when you're blacked out. It's really not much you can do. And There's no momentum hungover. from day to day. Like, that's the thing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. now it's like we can work on things and, like, put them down and, like, pick them back up the next day without yeah. being like, what the f- <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're just, like, too triggered like, to even, like, look at I remember, it again. I remember, like, wait, yeah, waking up <laughs> and just, like what like what did I do last yeah. night why, why are like my socks all over mm-hmm. the, the room like why is there peanut butter in my bed yeah. this is disgusting yeah half empties everywhere oh my god yeah <laughs> but now you know there's less clutter mm-hmm. I replaced the empties with crystals rocks or yeah your room is crystals beautiful. plants and jewelry jewelry is an investment it is and it has like, I don't know. It makes you feel a certain type of way. Like, and I don't know. This I is love so jewelry. stupid, but like mm, Mag- powerful or magical. Oh, totally. Well, that's why do you think I have all these crystals? Yeah. They, they work. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So that's what I got into when I got sober. Yeah. You learned a ton about crystals. I, yeah. I know about the minerals Yeah, and the spiritual healing powers. And you have rituals that you do with them. I do. And I actually, it's really embarrassing. I don't tell anyone about it. Like, truly, I do not. You're one of the (laughs) only people who know that. Yeah. But I have rituals that I do. And they take a while. And I truly enjoy doing it. I set intentions. And I do all my weird little things. And I light my candles. And I smudge. And I, like, say some things out loud and it's so embarrassing if anyone were to ever see it I'd be mortified but I I think it's cool I truly enjoy doing it yeah I love hanging out with myself basically Mm -hmm. is what that is and I feel like rituals are I don't know I've been thinking about this slightly but like so important for changing anything in your life because they can be like a moment of like mindfulness absolutely and then like to make anything actually stick stick you have to do it over and over and over and over absolutely and then you can like go from there and then it's just part of your life then yeah my therapist has been saying this to me for so long my parents have been saying to me for so long you need a routine and then it just becomes part of your life Mm -hmm. and I think it's really cool that your art practice is (laughs) now a part of your routine I wish I could say the same about my writing and my podcast and your podcast is my other passion projects but I do rituals instead. No, you do a mix. <laughs> it's not like I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't have a podcast when actually... Hell no. No, I had a radio show with two of my friends. Yeah. And we would do it every single Sunday. And the the name of the show was Do It To Yourself. And what that meant was get fucked up and embarrass yourself yeah. on live radio. We would just... just drink throughout the whole show like two hours long do poppers mm-hmm. smoke cigarettes say god knows what yeah <laughs> but 
Luckily, I those listened were, to it they before were, I even knew you, which is so funny. That is really funny. What did it? What did it sound like? What did you? It think was funny, of us? and a lot of it was like, I don't know, just incoherent and whatever. But I would definitely have been like fucked up while I was listening to it too. Oh yeah, for so sure. It's so like that helps on the same level. Yeah, I like I like podcasts and radio shows because it feels like you're just hanging out with people. For sure. I hope that's how you feel, guys, listeners, my yeah. angels. One less lonely girl. Aw. <laughs> Bieber. <sighs> Have your relationships improved or oh what God. happened what happened post yeah. sobriety? Per, like pre and post, like as far as relationships go? I mean, my relationships with my family members were becoming like almost non-existent just because I couldn't keep it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to hide my drinking, even though it was not at all hidden. And they like had caught me with other drug things in the past. Yeah. Um, And they knew, but I was like doing my best to keep it under wraps. And... Yeah, I I mean, I remember when I called my mom and like told her that I was going to quit drinking. I was like crying and it was in the middle of a work day. Oh, my God. I called Um, my mom crying, too. Yeah. And she like was just so like sweet and lovely and like, I don't know, didn't act surprised. Right. Or (laughs) judgmental. Um, But yeah, since then, I have a way better relationship with my family, extended family. Yeah. Um, that would have been impossible. I have a thing where I can only call my dad if I have good news. And when I was just drinking and everything, like just blacked out all the time, I never had any good news because I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. So like, what was the point of even like calling? Right. He would call me uh, to see if I was alive. Yeah. And oh God. And I, to I, think about that, now I annoy him so much because mm-hmm. I FaceTime him all all the time. I FaceTime my fam. Like I'm so much closer with my family now. Yeah. And I'm realizing how important family is. Yeah. I think I. I mean, I had a total like spiritual awakening moment. Ooh, talk when, about that. When I quit drinking. And I like repaired the relationships with my family. I had been really like, I don't know, at odds with my parents in the past. Like for a while in high school, I didn't talk to my dad. It was like a year or so. Oh my God. Not a full year. It was less than that. But it was like a substantial period of time. Mm -hmm. And then things were kind of better. Like we definitely like loved each other, but still strained and like not any trust either way. And then when I could be honest about my life and myself and the fact that, like, I was an addict, Mm -hmm. um, everything else just sort of fell into place because it's like relationships are based on honesty Mm -hmm. and And you, yeah, and trust and trust. And so that sort of like solved the family thing for me, which was huge. Um, It's like another weight lifted. Yeah. Yeah. And you just feel so much much safer because Uh if you're lucky (laughs) enough to have like a family like that, then it's like such a tether or whatever, like in a good way. I feel like I Mm -hmm. need tethers. it's, it's, It's totally a sense of security and staying safe. Mm-hmm. A tether, a leash. Yeah. I need, yeah, we need those. Yeah. We need to stay grounded. It's nice to have a support system. Yeah. Know? And they're going to be with you like forever. Yeah. They're like what you have at the end of the day. And I definitely didn't cherish that when I was drinking. And because I didn't, I felt so guilty mm. all the time oh my that God, I would yeah. dread talking to like my grandmother Me and now too. my grandmother's dead and I I just like think back I'm just like I could have just called her yeah talked said what's up there are so many things that I wish I could have asked her yeah but I I couldn't because I was living in this fog no I totally had family the same. didn't matter mm-hmm. and that's a classic, you know, addict thing. Yeah. They stop talking to their family. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually just realizing 
now for the first time that 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 was what was going on with me. Yeah. And that's scary and sad. Mm -hmm. No, I had the same thing. And then I remember, like, as you said, there's nothing to report if you're like calling Mm -hmm. your dad or whatever when you're like drunk all the time. Mm -hmm. I remember there would be like maybe one thing I was trying to do or like work on or like some new like, I don't know, freelance thing that I had started doing Mm -hmm. that was pretty fucking small because I couldn't really do much. But then I would have to like talk about it in this way that made it seem like it was taking up more time than it was or was something that I was like excited about or proud of. But then that would just make me feel so like sick and ashamed and it would like ruin it for me. Like you would get mad. I Like I would get mad at like my parents were being like, so how like, you know what I mean? Sorry. Kind of. I understand taking one small thing and making it seem like it's a bigger deal. Yeah. If you have not a lot to report on and that's just, you know, more like dishonesty. Yeah. It's straight up dishonesty. It is, yeah. And it feels dishonesty really with bad. yourself too. Yeah, it feels really bad and then you realize like wow, this is sad. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's so <sighs> toxic. Truly. What about your relationships outside of family? Like friends yeah. and lovers and you yeah, know, and I all- mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, part of the reason I was such a drinker is because I like had gotten out of a very like very bad relationship for me, and I was like so poisoned with resentment, and then the fact that I don't know I like couldn't move on or do anything with myself because I was drinking to like numb that pain for so long just like made the resentment worse. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't realize that at the time. Um, But then, yeah, through sobriety, you start filling your life with good things. And that's really the only way that you can like get over like trauma or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, but at the same time, I, I have like always said this, that I don't even like blame myself or regret that I drank that much when I did mm-hmm. because I really don't think there like I don't think there's another way that I could have survived. Yeah, to get here yeah. where we are, we had to go through it. Yeah. Like you sometimes you have to you I mean you have to go through it to get through it. To yeah. Get here. Yeah. And that's nice that you say that you don't regret that and you're essentially grateful for all of the dark shitty stuff Mm -hmm. because one of my favorite people with whom I podcasted my old boss Victoria yeah she went through hell and back and it wasn't even on her accord or it wasn't it wasn't her fault yeah basically yeah she was in an abusive relationship and she says that she is grateful for it because it led her to where she is now damn And I feel the same way with drinking. I mean, I do have, when I think about all the time I've lost and all the shit I could have done, it feels bad. That is the bad part. Yeah. But then you realize that, you know, that door has shut behind you and there's honestly no looking back. Mm -hmm. And there's just going to be more and more windows ahead of you. And it feels good to view the future in in a bright light. You yeah, know? and I'm not afraid of the future, and yeah, there's something to be gained out of a rock bottom or however many, mm-hmm. and like the way that we drank, like we definitely had a few of those. We were in but the pit, yeah, for a long time. But that's the thing that, like, I don't know, I found so beautiful about AA or whatever was just like the idea of surrender. Um, cause I don't know. It's like the serenity prayer, which is like an amazing tool to yeah, have handy. Honestly, it's basically like, accept what you can't change, change what you can. And like, please give me the wisdom to know the difference. It says something like that. Yeah. But to like reach full rock bottom or whatever, you have no choice, but to fully surrender. And that's kind of like, uh, mm. spiritual yeah. thing. Yeah. And it requires total honesty. 
Man, I'm realizing that you got so much more out of AA because you're way more spiritual I'm so than I spiritual. am. We, we, we were taking a personality quiz uh-huh. last night. We sure were. And, <laughs> well, first of all, I was like, Emily, am I bossy or or meek and that was like an insane question and i really couldn't figure it out and you said that you're very bossy <laughs> you said you're probably i'm probably the bossiest person you know yeah and then uh i asked a few of my friends loved ones if i was bossy and it was a funny joke to them. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> cool question. <laughs> anyway, I had no idea. I'm just out here bossing people around. I mean, there's a good type of bossy, and sometimes people like like want girl it. bossy. Yeah, definitely. that's me. <laughs> yeah, I'm a girl boss. Okay, keep girl <laughs> boss guys. slaying. Yes. yes. But so, yeah, there was there was also a question. Are you more spiritual or cynical? Was it? I don't know what the skepti- skeptical. Yeah, skeptical. And yeah, you were all the way spiritual mm-hmm. and I was all the way skeptical. Yeah. And that I feel like that is the thing I struggle with the most is I I, I want to get to the spiritual level that that you're at. Yeah. Or that people are in AA are at. That's my biggest struggle. I think that and. Empathy. (laughs) Yeah. You're such an empath, like for real. I mean. And I (laughs) truly, I love you and thank you so much for putting up with my bossiness and my like. I mean, I need Lack of self-awareness and my crass. No, I mean, everybody has like. Insensitivity. Things that they're. Like, I don't know, come more naturally or more practiced at than others. You're and a good lesson- listener. Yeah. I'm an interrupter. But I'm like, as I said, it's a lot for me to like hang out with people or talk to people if I'm like sober and I don't know them. Like I can't. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, I like doing that. Yeah. You're good at that. I, I love doing that. Yeah. Maybe it's easier for me to podcast with people I don't know because I feel Probably. like I feel like I know everything about you, so it's no, I know, and so I'm, I'm like, like we're just <laughs> laughing about shit. I know it's like funny. I know, but also imagine two years ago us just like hanging out, yeah, not drinking and just doing this. Oh my god, we no. would we would be jumping out of our skin. Yeah, no, straight up. Oh my god, like rocking back and forth. Yeah, we'd be like, well, yeah, time to turn the lights off. Yeah, <laughs> but we have fun. This is how we do. This is how we do. <laughs> we were just doing some crafts, doing personality quizzes. It's like good, wholesome. Our friendship is so. It feels like what I would do in high school or something. Yeah, no, totally. And it's and it's nice. Which is nice. Yeah, I definitely would only hang out with people to drink with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it had so to be people to, who drank the way I drank. Yeah, so going back to going relationships back. Yeah. Uh, before and after, how did it affect your the your relationships with people with whom you drank? I didn't hang out with them as much. I don't know. I still feel like love for all the people that I have been close with. But I feel like we just, for other reasons, not even necessarily that I quit drinking, we're doing different things. But yeah, like the people, I don't know. I don't think that I, you're like the only person that I used to drink with that I hang out with. I was just going to say, if we hadn't gotten sober together, we probably wouldn't have ever hung out with each other. Yeah. I mean, I also would not have been able to be sober if we didn't do it together. Also that. Like that. Also that. I feel so like, I don't know. I feel bad for people who are in that type of situation and they don't Alone. have like yeah. someone to like go struggling with them. hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it either. Hell no. I tried many yeah. times before. Couldn't do it. No. In New York, it's like just so impossible unless you're like, 
I don't know. But also, New York is a beautiful place to get sober because of the meetings yeah. happening all the time. Well, There's hot people pretty, meetings. Yeah, we love <laughs> hot people meetings. Also, everyone in... We should hit a meeting soon because I forgot how hot everyone yeah. in those things are. I learned last night that this guy who used to bring me to meetings aka show me meetings mm-hmm. i mean um, that was a really amazing that was yeah it was so cool everything was new yeah and we were learning about this new world yeah you know it was like learning a new language yeah sobriety no totally i mean that's like a culture to it but you but, were saying oh yeah no i just was gonna say i learned last night that that guy was like some famous rochester grapher oh in his day cool um i know i was like lol wait okay is that the whole story or is there more no and i was just gonna say that like i don't know i got kind of sidetracked right but (laughs) it's it's wild i was gonna talk about like the meetings and the people that you would see it was really cool to find out that there are cool sober people yeah because before i quit drinking i thought Sober people were the most boring, corniest, lamest people. I'm like, I was so put, like, it it, was offensive. Yeah, someone being sober, it was gross to me. Oh my god! And I, I was just like, ew! Like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember, like, I went on a date with this guy who's like cool, and it was at Birdie's, and I had drank like a bottle of wine before showing up. Uh and I like got a drink or whatever and I was like I don't know I said something like what are you drinking or something Mm -hmm. and he was like seltzer water or like something like that and this was like within the first like minutes of the date and I was just like yeah Yeah. like (laughs) (laughs) this isn't gonna work and I was like already so drunk like how the fuck am I gonna yeah get through this totally I I feel so bad I think about this kind of often but my, oh my friend, God, people, sorry, go ahead. No, go. You I was go just going to say people might feel that way about us, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your friend. Sorry. Uh, no. So my friend was um, trying to get sober. Uh, he had like a few months and we, of course, hadn't really hung out because, you know, I was out drinking. Yeah. And we got lunch in the East Village and I ordered a vodka soda, like at lunch. Yeah. I, like I couldn't get through the meal. No. I was, I was like Ryan. Uh, will you be offended if I drink? And he was like, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd prefer you not to, but I, oh. but I couldn't. That's devastating. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I've been there so many times. I've like hidden my drinking blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah going to the bathroom to chug straight vodka like going (laughs) to the bathroom while you're at a guy's house and like drinking from the bottle on the table and then going back that's that's dark (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i've done that in the morning like wow yeah yeah, you were pretty bad. I was uh, I was honestly, I think, worse. I think you might have been worse, too. And yeah. then, like, the fact that I was having the serious, like, tremors or whatever. And right. That was... All of that shit. Really disconcerting. Mm-hmm. I remember you met up with me one day when I, like, left work because of it. Yeah. Yeah. The drinking was affecting... Our, our lives had truly become unmanageable. Yeah, completely. And now, post-drinking... It's so nice to feel like you have control. Mm-hmm. Like with the serenity prayer, you have the power to change what you can. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so good to remember that you can change yeah. and and have control of your life and yeah. live totally differently, live however you want. Yeah. And all these new possibilities are illuminated. And There were so many times <laughs> in my life where... I was like trying so hard to change something that I didn't have control over or not even trying to change it, but just like freaking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Just freaking out about something that I had no (sighs) Mm -hmm. control over. And I didn't have like the tools in my brain Mm -hmm. to like not do that or to even recognize like what was going on. Yeah. But like through AA and then like sobriety where you literally just have to like sit with discomfort, I guess. 
I like learned. Yeah, I got into just like let go. Let go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you would have to drink around people. Yeah. But I like, I, my thing was I could not, I needed to be around people. Mm -hmm. Like, constantly yeah i i could never be alone Mm -hmm. that was my issue and if i yeah and when i was alone i just needed to get drunk because i couldn't handle it Mm -hmm. and the things i would freak out over you know the things that were out of my control i would drink about it totally i would yeah that's how i like dealt with the things yeah (laughs) and now it's just like oh well there's nothing we can do about that yeah so let's see what we can do, mm-hmm. you know, and just that mentality alone is life changing. Yeah, no, it is like your entire life changes once you realize that mm-hmm. and have that ingrained into your toolbox. Yeah, um, that reminded me of like when you said drink about it. I also used to like drink at people like with my resentments or whatever yep drinking at people um very which I didn't know I was doing but then someone like I had this friend who she I don't know she's like maybe like 30 or 40 years older than me um and she had been like a crazy alcoholic like really bad like jail time and stuff Mm -hmm. and then got sober through AA and we became friends randomly when I was still drinking, but she like sort of talked me through that. And then she, I remember was like, you're drinking at him. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, and it's just you destroying yourself, you know, like like he's not, it's it's not affecting him at all, No, but you're drinking at him. And I would do that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I drink about things. I would drink at people. I would drink, it's so funny. people, like, <laughs> to support them. I would drink to celebrate. I would drink because it was brunch. Yeah. But there's always a reason to drink. Yeah. And, and now the absence of it is so... Freeing. It is freeing. Yeah. And the awareness that, that I have now, mm-hmm. you know, we're out of the fog. Yeah. And like, even though now it's like I said, there's a lot that I don't know that I could have done without Kratom or whatever, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't compare to the way it was with alcohol. Like I really couldn't do something if I didn't know that I was going to have access to like stress. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, and supply. Like, is there booze there? Like, yeah. no, but then what Having the hell? Having to like run around <laughs> mm-hmm. and like embarrass yourself to being find, so desperate. To find a bodega like, just to get, like get Yeah, anything. bringing stuff with you. Um, and then like I, I couldn't say like I couldn't get the alcohol at whatever event this is or like uh-huh. anything. It could be like a simple like hangout with oh, people. yeah. I would like be out of my body like I couldn't do it Mm -hmm. whereas now it's like I'm used to it I absolutely can do Mm -hmm. it and again with relationships you are the bonding is just like better oh for sure because you remember it yeah and And like so many relationships are just based on yeah getting drunk together you don't even know each other yeah just yeah drinking with each other at each other Mm mm-hmm talking over one another Mm -hmm. not remembering it and yeah you know one person remembers the fight and the other person doesn't oh yeah oh (laughs) my god iconic that was a big part of my life yeah a big part of my life i remember this guy i was dating one you know it was the next day and i was like and he was like don't even and i was like what yeah and he was like we it was, we had the same fight over the same thing we have every night and you don't remember it. And every oh. single day you don't remember it. We wake up. Yeah. You're horrible to me. And then you don't remember it. And I would get so like, I would get so upset because I, I truly couldn't remember what the fight was that we yeah. always fought about. That's fucked. And I think, I think it was probably me not remembering the fight. Probably. I mean, it definitely had something to do with alcohol, which is what the cause of that whole thing was. Alcohol 
that destroyed so many of my romantic relationships. Yeah. I don't think it destroyed any of mine, but no, well, it, 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 yeah, it definitely didn't help. Oh my gosh. I remember I, I like would lie down in the street and just like, I feel, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Just yeah. Like fucking crazy stuff mm-hmm. that I can't even imagine doing now. <laughs> no, we're mature, but also yeah. with the maturity, we, I feel like we've regressed because it does feel like we're young again mm-hmm. and everything is new and fun and doing something as simple as like making a necklace mm-hmm. or painting our nails yeah, or just hanging out and doing personality quizzes. Yeah. There's a youthfulness that was definitely not there before. Totally. And it's nice. It is. I think that that is something that's like, I don't know, it's complicated and it can go different ways for like addicts. I don't mean like you, but just in general. And like, Mm -hmm. this is how I feel where some people like get sober and then it's like, I don't know, this is mean, but they seem like so stunted. And I, Oh yeah. Lame. Probably have parts of myself that are like that. Uh Um, but yeah, the other thing being like that you lose so much time. Like I feel like I, and this is like a resentful phrasing or whatever, but I feel for a few reasons, like I was robbed of like certain years of my life, Mm -hmm. um, partially like by myself, Mm -hmm. but yeah, to, it gives you an appreciation for like the time that you have and like the awareness that you have, which makes you want to just like enjoy things more. Be better. Yeah. Like be a better, the best you you can be. Just be present. Like all of us. It's yeah. No, it's, you know, (laughs) it's, it sounds basic and easy, but once you're you're fucked up, like, yeah, once you're like, (laughs) actually this, if I could hear myself back then, I would be like, you are the lamest person. (laughs) Like, oh my God, go away. I would be so scared of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I wouldn't believe it. I would not believe it at all. But the re, but anyway, so the reason I have this podcast was to prove to people that you can be sober and cool at the same time. Yeah. We're cool <laughs> girls. Totally. Coolest Sel- girl in town. Subliminal. squad. Yes. Actually, that's the name of a podcast that I found when I was looking up sobriety oh podcasts because like I wanted to see, I wanted to see if there are any other sobriety podcasts that were cool. Mm-hmm. Guess what? This is the only one. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> But it is possible to be cool and sober. Mm-hmm. And if you are a listener of this show, then you know that already. Yeah. Emily, this is your second time on my pod. Welcome yeah. back. Thank, Thank you for you. coming back. Thoroughly have enjoyed myself both mm-hmm. times. First one was on Monta's radio. It was mm-hmm. way more professional. We weren't on my bedroom floor. No. With the kid headphones. We weren't drinking any kratom whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry I'm just silly. okay so this is when this is when we kind of wrap mm-hmm. i think i think with your spirituality and my skepticism and your listening skills and my people skills mm-hmm. i feel like we complement each other very well for sure and i love you so much love you too and i'm Yin so yang. so yeah and i'm the masculine <laughs> part of the i think it's the yin is the, it's the one that's like numbers but you i you also told me that i'm alpha masculine and i didn't say bossy. masculine i said bossy. alpha female <laughs> no you masculine masculine too i'm pretty sure nah. you said. you've said it before i would say that about myself more than you i know so would i okay. but you once like said i was masculine and i was well maybe i just meant assertive yeah you're you're more masculine than I am. Yep. I don't even like wearing pants. Yeah. Well, that is another conversation for we'll another day. We'll have our day. gender episode. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> for who's more masculine? Yeah. All right. This is a slippery slope, so let's close it up. 
I'm grateful for you. I love you. Love you too. Should we recite the serenity prayer to round it out? Yeah. Do we remember it? Does it start with God? Yeah. Okay, God. God, Grant me the serenity to accept accept the the things I cannot change. To change the things things I can. And the wisdom wisdom to to know know the the difference. difference. And then, and then you're usually holding hands with people. Sometimes you are, Pre-COVID. not always. No, usually. Yeah. It was weird. And then you like, everyone lifts their hands up and down, like you're shaking up and down, holding hands in a circle. And, they, and this sometimes the they say like, culty part. Keep, keep coming, coming back. back. Or sometimes do they say like, stay, stay, stay. Yeah, it's actually that. that I love that shit. Yeah, that really freaked me out. <laughs> stay, stay, stay. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> very culty and weird. You grew up with religion, though, right? No, but I grew up with, like, spirituality. Yeah, I didn't have any of that shit. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm not as sensitive as you are, too. Maybe. I just had a bad upbringing. Thanks, <laughs> parents. You've raised an alcoholic. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm grateful for you guys giving birth to me. All right. Time to end the episode, I think. That's that. That's All right. The- Thank you for listening. Oh my god, okay. It's time to it's just time to Let's turn do this, this off. for five more minutes. <laughs>